Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene has helped thousands with her books, seminars, and online academies. She's the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Push, and a mother of two. Because you can't outsource you. You can't outsource that thing that that makes a community, right? So this whole episode, this whole last series, I think it's been like five episodes now, have all been devoted to outsourcing the things that you don't need to do. That's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. You have to trust me on this. It's going to save you money. Even when you're broke, even when your business isn't making any money yet, this is one of those things you just have to believe. You have to invest And the cool thing about using consultants and outsourcing is if I'm wrong, if I have no idea what I'm talking about and you you are the exception, you are that one person who decides to outsource stuff and it ends up costing you money, well, then you can always take it back because we're not talking about hiring full-time in-person staff. We're talking about outsourcing work that can be done online by very talented virtual professionals. The episode just prior to this one was golden. I only covered two points and it took me 20 minutes. Why? Because those two points are the cornerstone of finding and keeping good people. And when I say keeping, meaning making sure they're available. Because a lot of the things that you may outsource, you you don't have enough of it to keep someone busy for 10, 20, or 40 hours a week. You might only have a couple of hours each week. So how do you make sure that those people like you and they kind of drop whatever else they're doing so that they're available for you? How do you do that without making someone a full-time staff member? It's not easy, but it's very possible. Actually, it's easier than what you might think. It's actually a lot easier than what I thought it would be. Because think about it. A lot of what you need done is kind of a case-by-case basis. So like this month, maybe you've decided you're going to make sure that your website actually shows up when people look for it on Google and you're a smarty pants because you listen to The Shalene Show and you already know that if your website is not mobile responsive, meaning it shifts in size according to what type of device you're looking at it on. It's funny because someone the other day who should know better told me, oh, no, my website's mobile responsive. You can see it on your mobile phone. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make it mobile responsive. In order for it to be mobile responsive, that means when you look at it on a tiny little old iPhone, it shrinks. And when you look at it on a big desktop, it expands, but it always makes sense. You don't have to like move the page around. So anyways, my point is, if you have to hire someone to do that, that's like, that's a one-off job. And you might only need them every couple of months to update your website. Do you really want to go back to the drawing board and try to find somebody to like patch up your website and find another person? Or wouldn't you rather use that same like awesome dude that you found on Elance and be able to go back to him? Well, the only way that's going to happen is if you know how to build a relationship with that person. So that when you do have additional couple of hours, they go, yeah, I'm busy, but I like this person. So I'm going to make their work a priority. Please go back and listen to the episode prior to this one, because those first two tips were huge. Obviously, I took almost the full 20 minutes just explaining how important they are. Now I'm going to pick up with lesson or tip number three. It seems so obvious, regular communication, but for whatever reason, when it comes to virtual staff members, 
we tend not to communicate with them the same way we do our in-person staff, and that's a mistake. In fact, it's a really big mistake. You need to communicate perhaps even more so with your virtual staff than you do your in-person staff. I personally speak with Giselle, who's our virtual um, assistant from the Philippines. What's up, Giselle? She listens to the show. And to Nick, who um, oversees both podcasts, and to Ron, who's our current editor for Build Your Tribe. I talk to them more often even than I talk to my in-person staff because their work is incredibly valuable to me and I want to feel connected to them. So it is really important to those of you who are you're trying to grow your business and you need the help of virtual staff. You need the help of consultants. You've got to get better at communication. Now, the good news is that you don't have to be like super outgoing or even a great, um, you know, spoken communicator. You don't even have to be the warm and fuzzy, nurturing, mothering type. You don't even have to be that overly interested in connections with people. But you must do this. You must recognize that the more of that you do, the more likely you are to have a deep connection with people. And when people feel connected to you, they go above and beyond. You can't do on your own what you can do with a team. And a lot of times, poor leaders and business owners who are great at ideas and great at implementation are not great at recognizing the importance of their staff. And they'll say things like, well, oh, you, you know I think you're amazing. Well, you know how I feel about you. No, they don't. They really don't. And even if they do, they need to hear it more often. And oftentimes, the people who we manage who are the most proficient, seemingly the most self-sufficient, and our highest level of um, staff members or team members, those are the ones who we tend to recognize the least because we feel like, oh, they don't need it. They're, they're so on it. And this is true even for those of you who have, you've got great team members now and they might not be employees, but they're on your team and they are central to your success. And you think that they know it because maybe you speak of them highly in groups or in front of other people, but you, you don't say it to them. You don't recognize them. You don't take the time to write them a handwritten note or to say something personal because you're like, oh, they, they know how I feel. Well, they don't. So you should tell them. The other thing when it comes to regular communication with your virtual staff is, yo, it needs to be about something other than work. You know, like you've got, who are these people? Like, for example, we just recently um, had Mother's Day. I got Mother's Day wishes from five of our virtual staff members. I was so touched. I thought that was the sweetest, kindest thing. And the reason why that is, and this is the first year, is because I've changed my practices. In the past, anyone who I worked with on my virtual team probably didn't know I had kids or didn't know how important my kids were and 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 I didn't know if they had kids. Like now I know that Nick's niece is really important to him. I know that Giselle's son is her life. Like my virtual staff, I, I know who's important to them because I talk to them about things other than work because legitimately I like them. And I just think there's too many awesomely talented people on the planet with an internet connection who could work for you, who have amazing skills that you don't have to settle for someone who you don't like. You can find someone with amazing skills who 
you like them and so you want to see them do well and you and you care about them and that's legitimate. Next, when it comes to communication, you also need to communicate how they're doing in terms of progress. So they need to communicate that with you and you need to communicate that with them. Nothing feels worse than wondering if you're doing a good job. And I guess that's why I'm always asking you guys to give the show a rating and to let me know what you think because I'm I'm like looking into a, a black microphone with a screen in front of it right now. So I, I don't know. How, how am I doing here? Is this working out? Is this helpful to you? And so that's why before I start my show most days, I will go in and I'll read your reviews. So you're giving me a measure of my progress. And that's really important to your team members. Now, the best way for me to communicate, I have found, is with an app called Viber. And shout out to Giselle, our virtual assistant. Uh, she suggested this app because it allows for free uh, global text messaging. And that allows me to communicate with all of our consultants who are outside of the United States. It's awesome. We also use a, a management board. I'm not, I, we use Trello, but I know there's some other really great ones out there like Basecamp and Asana. Let me say this. In terms of managing your virtual staff, that's a whole nother episode, and I can't come close to doing the justice that Chris Ducker does in his book, Virtual Freedom. That book, seriously, was the basis for us changing the way we were dealing with our own virtual staff. That book, the interview I did with Chris Ducker, he doesn't even realize like what a game changer that was for us because I was like, you just, ugh. In 30 minutes, you just solved so many problems for me. You gave me hours and hours and hours of not just freedom, but now I love working with our virtual staff members. And in the past, I don't know, I had this weird feeling like they were always trying to screw us and they probably felt like we were always trying to screw them. And it was always like us versus them. And I always felt like they were trying to get away with something and they probably felt like we were trying to get them to do more than what they should. And it was just kind of distrusting relationship. And it is because I didn't know how to hire. I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to treat our virtual staff in such a way that is almost identical to the way that we treat our in-person staff. So rather than me telling you all of the systems by which to manage your virtual staff, I'm going to give Chris a plug right now, right here and tell you, get that book. The book is amazing. It's called Virtual Freedom and it's a godsend. So if you'd like to know more about project management for your virtual staff, that's the book to buy. Today, we're talking about how to keep them happy, which really means you're happy, right? You've heard the phrase before, happy wife, happy life. Well, the same is true. If you have a happy husband, you have a happy life. Like when people are happy, duh, you're happy. And so it's it's such a happier environment now that I, I know how to keep our virtual staff. I hope I know how to keep our virtual staff happy. Okay, so let's move on. My next point is you need to continually let them know what a big role they have in the company, in the bigger picture, so that they don't feel like they are this person who randomly gets assignments and they don't necessarily understand how it fits into to everything that you're doing. Like what I, I believe that what Brett and I are doing at Team Johnson and what our team is devoted to doing, I, I believe it's changing the world. I think it's changing the way entrepreneurs think. I think it's going to save marriages. I think that 
there's going to be a lot of kids who grow up and maybe they won't have to go to therapy because they know that their parents loved them and cared about them more than they did climbing to the top and getting on the cover of Inc. magazine or like whatever, whatever. Like get over yourself, y'alls. You, if you have children, like that should be your priority. And I am very firm about that believe that's the cornerstone of our business and helping people figure out how to do that when society is constantly telling you, you are not enough. You are not a valuable person unless you rank above your competitors or you're not important unless you make this amount of money or you've accomplished this much in this short period of time. And all of that is not true. And, and so that's the work that we do. And I want our team members to know that they are a part of that. My next point, and I think we're on number five now, is this. Be very sensitive to the way that you both praise and correct their work. Remember this, all work is art. So just like when I read a review on on iTunes, like sometimes someone will give me a four-star review and then I like carefully read every single sentence of the review and I'm like, but wait, they sound so happy. Did they accidentally give me a four-star when they meant to give me a five-star? Because it's my art. This is my art. Every blog that I write is my art. Every infographic that March creates for us, that is his art. It's his interpretation. So although it might not in the beginning specifically match what I want our brand to look like, I have to deliver and communicate that message in such a way that it doesn't feel like I'm criticizing his art or whatever the art is. And, and so, for example, um, even someone who's editing a podcast, I can offer feedback on how I want it to sound. But at the end of the day, I can't forget that all work is our art. So be very sensitive to it. Offer corrections in the way that you would a child who you wanted to make sure they felt really good about what they were doing and what they were learning. Okay, my number six tip is to involve your virtual staff in the culture of your in-person staff. And so, as I mentioned, ours revolves around family and fun and collaboration and silliness and fitness and, and honesty and creativity and kindness. And did I mention fun? And so, like, we do goofy things spur of the moment. Like, I don't plan them. But if we have something like a big project planned and the team comes over and, like, recently I discovered Dub Smash, which is a lip syncing app, and I was like, okay, I know we have to record all of these videos, these updates for the Marketing Impact Academy students, but let's spend, and we literally don't even tell Brett this, but we spent like two hours, Brett wasn't here during that filming, it was like the girls were all here, and we filmed like two hours making dub smash lip sync videos. So what? It's my business, I can have fun if I want to. If I want to make a lip sync video for two hours and laugh and giggle and feel like I'm, you know, back in middle school, but driving a much nicer car and living in a much nicer home. I can do that. It's my business. And that's fun. And you know what? After we did that, that night, I got a text message from one of our staff members who was like, I don't know if you did that because you sensed I was kind of sad and that I needed that. But I just have to tell you, that was the ultimate therapy today. I just needed you know, to forget about all the stuff I'm dealing with right now and to just laugh. And so thank you so much. And I was like, mission accomplished. If my my team is happy, I'm happy. That's more important to me than hitting a deadline or anything else for that matter. 
So now how do I involve my virtual staff in that? We'll send them the videos or like Giselle did a, a lip a dub smash for us and we're silly with them and we joke around like March recently. He's like, you know, all the girls who work at Team Johnson, they're all so pretty. And I sent him back a message. I'm like, no, they're not. Maybe they were wearing a lot of makeup or something when you talked to them because they're not cute. And then I'm like, I'm just kidding. Of course, they're pretty. You know, just involving him in our sense of humor and how we play and how we're silly and fun and, you know, and not just being all business. Like, hopefully he gets my sense of humor. But you, you just you have to you have to make your virtual staff feel a part of your culture because they are. And that's important. Number seven, face to face communication. Out of sight, out of mind. We tend to forget about and care less about those people who we don't see, we don't talk to, and we don't feel connected with. So this has happened to you before. Someone will bring up someone's name and you kind of get this weird kind of empty feeling, especially if you think to yourself, oh, I used to talk to that person all the time and now I never talk to them. It's just human nature that we get this weird feeling in our stomach like, do they like me? Do I like them? How do I feel about them? How do I feel about them that somebody else is talking to them frequently and I'm not? So we can all agree there's at least a disconnect when we are not talking to people on a regular basis. Face-to-face communication is the key. That is the key whether you are um, you know, working with a virtual staff that speaks the same language or not. Most facial expressions are universal. And I found especially so with those where English is their second language, that if I type out instructions and we do a screen flow and we do screen captures, it still sometimes just gets slightly askew when they put it into practice. But when we go over it face to face on Skype, it just it's crazy. It just it clears everything up. And again, this is a mistake we made in the beginning. I never used to Skype. I'm like, I don't have time. If they can't figure it out, let's hire someone else. And now I realize the tremendous value in the face-to-face connection that I have with our virtual team members. And my last and final tip is this. Some people have this and some don't. I can say that because I have friends who own businesses and I think to myself, You know, the reason why you have all this turnover is because you're not teaching people how much you care about them. And and when you do, it feels very like, I was told to write you a nice card. You know, you really do have to care about people. You have to take a genuine, it has to be genuine. So can it be learned? I don't know. But if nothing else, you should at least calendar it because I think you do care about people. I think everyone cares about other people. I think we get so wrapped up that we forget how important it is to send a text message that says, I hope you had an awesome weekend. Happy Monday. Rather than like, be sure to text me when you check in or, or have you reviewed the emails yet? Like just show genuine care and concern by knowing what people are struggling with, what their work preferences are. You know, I would much rather have people who work hard and they are in touch and in tune with their own energy flow. I don't need you sitting down in front of a computer for eight hours. I just don't see that as productive. And I hire people who are creative and who care. And and if they want to put in, you know, two hours on Monday because they did 
an all day Sunday just because that was the day when everybody was out of the house and they felt really creative and they got into it. Cool. I know it will all work out because we don't manage according to hours. And that has been the cornerstone of our business because I don't work that way. I don't work according to I must sit down for X number of hours per day. I know when I'm creative, I'm going to give you more in those creative hours than I could ever possibly do if I just sat down from eight to five. Just wouldn't happen. So I try to hire people and honor that same energy in them. If you want to put in a few hours during the day and a couple hours at night, cool, go for it. I'm I'm probably going to get much better output from someone who actually feels ownership, part of this team. And they can they can feel that we honor their family and their creativity and the fact that they have a life. I, I want you to have a life. I want my virtual staff members to have a life and I want to know how to make their job easier for them and what it what motivates you because there's been so many jobs I personally have had where I could have made a lot a lot a lot a lot of money but it wasn't about the money I just would occasionally like for someone to say thanks that was amazing that to me is way bigger than sending me a gift or giving me a raise or publicly recognizing me That doesn't motivate me, but that might motivate someone else. Someone else on your team might really get a lot out of you publicly recognizing them on your Facebook page or mentioning them in your podcast. For me personally, I want a one-on-one, genuine, heartfelt, thank you so much for your hard work. That means a lot to me. That's what motivates me. But you wouldn't know that unless you asked. So you have to figure out what motivates people. Is it competition, recognition, money? Public praise, private, sincere, genuine praise, you don't know unless you ask. And most of the time, people will be sincere and honest, and and they'll tell you the truth about what it is that motivates them. But don't forget to pay attention to those subtle cues that might indicate maybe maybe they don't even know that it's the money that motivates them. So pay attention to the subtle cues, but let them tell you what it is that makes them feel important and an integral part of this team. Lifers, it has been an honor to share this with you. Thank you again, as always, for leaving your reviews on iTunes. This episode has been sponsored by smartsuccess.com. What is Smart Success? Well, it's an online academy. It's a school. It's a place for you to go to learn everything you need to know to redesign, to improve, to recreate any area of your life. We cover fitness, mental well-being, financial security, the relationship between you and your significant other, the relationship between you, your friends, and your family, your focus, your hobbies, your spirituality. All of these things factor into our overall happiness. And most of us just default to the thing that's easiest for us and And unfortunately, we neglect the areas that need the most effort. But it's not just about recognizing there's an area that needs our attention. It's knowing what to do and how to do it. It's the habits, the formulas, and the systems for success, but not by someone else's definition, but your definition. In Smart Success, we teach you how to create the blueprint. Not our blueprint, your blueprint. What that should look like, how to reverse engineer it, how to take the steps each and every day 
that don't overwhelm you, but move you in the direction of the life, this crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled life that you deserve. It's for everyone and anyone. It's for the housewife who feels unfulfilled. It's for the college student who doesn't know what they're going to do after they graduate. It's for the busy entrepreneur who believes they're supposed to be doing everything themselves. I believe that smart success is my purpose. It's my calling. And it is my way of helping others avoid the traps of the hustle. And I know because I was there. We had the house, the cars, the money, the bank accounts, the accolades. But what we didn't have is the life that we wanted. We were chasing success. We were doing all of the right things, yet we just, we couldn't breathe. And so from our challenges, we developed a program, a system, a step-by-step how to redesign your own life. Even if your life is amazing, if there's something inside of you that's telling you it could be better, or it's not exactly what you had imagined, if there's this feeling that you can't breathe or that there's a level of unhappiness you just don't want to admit to. I'm telling you, smart success is for you. And I invite you to take advantage of our free trainings and learn more for yourself by going to smartsuccess.com.